0: Bobby Chaffee.
1: We do have this nice little format that we try to try to follow every week. We don't usually follow us. And Rodney
0: Rodriguez. Entertain me. Tell me something. I need to know something other than what I'm seeing. Fun. All right, here we go. Here's Bobby and Rodney. It is another Monday, and we are live with hashtag RealRaceTalk from Texas. It is the Revved Up Sports Show. Showtime, Bobby Chaffee, Rodney Rodriguez, as we embark on a brand new week, we had great racing action all weekend. I thirty seven doing their thing, and uh, and again, r- right there, Bobby. We are into uh, big show time of year, and that's that's always a good time when we get to to the end of a racing season.
1: Yeah, the big time money shows are back at it again. Uh, I actually passed I thirty seven there on um, Saturday, going down to uh, going down to the. The wedding of Butch and Lisa, and yeah, uh, got look to see there, we there talk was about a him. bunch of cars heading that way uh, there on our drive down there. Looks like there were still quite a few cars left over from the Friday night show. Then uh, we passed by Saturday afternoon. Looks like there were still some cars. Uh, left over when we drove by Sunday afternoon. So they, uh, yeah. you know, they had, it looks like they had one hell of a turnout down there, especially yeah. with the, what little bit I got to catch with our friends from Race on Texas.
0: Yeah, it looked really good there. And uh, uh, good job for them. I mean, let's uh, let's talk about that. So uh, uh, the DTK Memorial right there, it was definitely a, a Stephen Whitaker show right there. As you had on uh, on Saturday, you had uh, Stevie Wins and the Modifieds, uh, Factory Socks, Donald Kane. Uh, junior over Caden Honeycutt, limited modifieds. It is uh, Whitaker winning that as well on Friday And the late model. Stevie wins that one. Uh, Stevie wins the limited modifieds in that one as well. And then factory stock, you had uh, GW Hessong, a uh, good friend of the show right there as well. And uh, Donald Kane right behind him. So g- good competition, good uh, a bunch of good cars, and good for 37. Get, get that show in there. I know that there was some controversy over trying to... Figure out go karts or whatever they were doing. I'm like, come on, God, come on, let's uh, let's just have the race. Let's just have the races.
1: Sorry, I got sidetracked watching somebody get mossed on the nice. TV there in the studio. But um, it, you know, the the funny part is is that the the, the and this is no disrespect to the go karts, right? Like they're a great class. It's how we get the next generation. That ain't involved. the show. The the problem is is that they are they're a great resource, but they are a great deal of headache. They they are. I, I, it's kind of like little League baseball. It's, the, yeah, it's, the parents, it's not the, the kids, par- the parents it's not the cause kids that the problem is. The it's parents the parents cause that it. cause some of the problems and the confusion and some of the headache, but... Uh, you know, they do a great job with it down at L eighty seven. Uh God God bless Owen and, and uh Lawrence for doing what they do down there at L eighty seven with all those young kids trying to get them to be the next generation. Uh I think there's uh L eighty seven starting up their winter series here in a little bit. Yeah. Uh looks like more information to follow from the pace uh Facebook, from the Facebook post I saw this afternoon. So um you know, looks like that could be a lot of fun. Uh we did both of us got to go by and looked at Texas North Wilkesboro Speedway.
0: Mm, yeah. That uh that was sad to see. That uh, that's sad to see because uh, such a great place right there uh, is CC Speedway, and it uh, she gone, yeah she gone,
1: no <laughs> well, no not completely she but there's, there's a good section of it It looks like a mini Texas World Speedway with the way that some of the corners and the backstretch are missing
0: out of there. Well, so somebody said uh, there's still hope. I'm like for what. I mean, what hope for what? I mean that uh, that they'll leave the oval, you know, and maybe just park junk cars in there. I mean, it's gone. I mean, it's a it's, done it's deal. Done,
1: like it, if you if you see it in person,
0: it looked like it was done before. Well, uh, but if you go by there now, it's really done. And, and that transaction is done. I mean, it, it ain't coming back. It ain't coming back as a racetrack. But uh, on the show tonight, we we have and and we had to modify because we we were going to talk to Johnny Clark, who won yet another. Okay. Seven time, you, you know, past tour championship. Uh, some, some issues there, uh, not logistical, but just some other stuff. Johnny, not able to, uh, hop on the telephone tonight. So we have actually shifted around a little bit where it's six 45 coming up in just a little bit. We'll have our man, Phil Whipple, who, who kind of double dips, helps us out part of race on Texas with our 2021 Texas short track promoter of the year. We'll have that. And then coming up a little bit later, seven fifteen our time Hunter Johnson will jump on another big win at mobile and way to go mobile. I, I mean, way, way to get. The the stands were a little more fuller, a little more fuller, uh, more full than the last time. More more capacity, so uh, good for them. Looked like a good night there.
1: You you had it all right with Fuller. I mean, you know we are you know that that passes for an adjective and descriptive term there in Alabama. You ain't never lie. Uh, So you know Fuller. The stands were a little bit core adequately packed, and the stands were more conducive to a larger capacity due to the oh. fact that they were, you know, an increase in size since you had people coming out on the workday helping to put them up.
0: con freaking
1: You know what's funny? Every time they add bleachers and stuff to Mobile, they fill them up.
0: I know. It's like bring your own bleacher. That's people that want to show up. That's people that want to show up. That's hungry race fans. That is hungry race fans that want to be at the racetrack. And that's always been the problem around here that I talk about. When everybody says, oh, I miss San Antonio. I'm like, you had three chances. There were four races that year you, and everybody showed up and everybody, everybody was there for race number one and their neighbor. And then it just slowly starts slowing down. Oh, they rained out. Uh, I mean, the race was rained out. Okay. Well, but we're going to race some more. Uh, no, I can't, can't make it. Funny how that happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Speaking of being a race fan, speaking of being a race fan, look, I know people here are soured on NASCAR. I've got some sound bites that I want to play because we can't play them on the Saturday show because uh, there's some editing. Uh,
1: Technically, we could, but we have to take a lot to
0: edit. We had to bleep stuff out. But look, if you didn't enjoy what we saw yesterday on the Cup Series, and Phil Whipple's coming up, so we'll have him in just a minute, but... If you didn't enjoy what we saw in the Cup Series, and you're a real race fan, you want people pissed off at each other. You want the emotion. You want all of that stuff. You want the Bowman Gray feel. Well, then I, I think it was that, there. Yeah, I, I think that something is missing here because I, here's part of it. You didn't do anything wrong today.
2: I don't think. Are you surprised at the fan reaction?
1: It's it's just Chase Elliott fans, man. They're just you know, they're not they don't they don't think straightly.
0: Straightly. straightly. All right, Dustin, straightly. go
2: ahead. Uh Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Uh, a couple things. One, does does that bother you? That eight? No,
1: not at all. They're gonna boo the shit out of me next week, I
2: can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go ahead. Michael Massey the Front Stretch. Chase, uh I don't know if you heard what Denny said when he was in here or not, but he said the people booing him were Chase fans and the they don't think straightly to, to quote him. Um, how does a comment like that make you feel? That he kind of took a shot at your fan base. I'm gonna lose so much sleep tonight. Like <laughs> I might not sleep at all. That's how concerned I am.
0: All right, we're gonna go. My fans
2: don't care either. By the way,
0: I mean, I mean, so so so. How bad is that? I mean, I know I know people don't like the new NASCAR or whatever the case may be, but. Crying out loud, that, that's what we want. I mean, we want the emotion. We want the personality. And I'm here to tell you, Bobby, that this Sunday this Sunday thing could turn into a total shit show with the personalities that we have in this Final Four.
1: It uh, it could definitely lead to a very interesting race uh, with some of the different personalities, as you mentioned. I, I think that what it is is that you have it's, – it's a – it's like the young and the old, right? Like you've got the two grizzled veterans there in Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex. To me, I think Truex has the advantage because he hadn't really pissed anybody off. He's just kind of hiding right He's now. just right there hiding. And he won the, uh, the the spring race in Phoenix, so we know he can get it done around there. So I think, I mean, obviously the road to the championship goes through Kyle Larson, but we have seen some spots in that armor that can bullets can go through. Sometimes they're self-induced bullets that come from the inside out of the tank. But clearly the championship is going to go through the five-team. Uh, with the way that they've been rolling, and, and it's almost you know you you got to you got to pull for Kyle Larson to win for sure.
0: Uh, I mean, it's gonna suck. He's won it, so many. It, yeah, if he doesn't win, yeah, the
1: backlash from the hardcore fans that never watch this shit anymore, yeah. that constantly bitch about it and moan about it on social media. The reaction from that fan base is gonna be crazy when they're like, "He won all those races. He should be champion." This playoff system sucks, but if he wins, it's like I whoop
0: their he whoop their ass all season. Yeah. Yeah, but here we go. Bad guy number one. Everybody loves Earnhardt. Loved him. But uh, Denny, not only when he said that, that was in the media center. He had already said this.
2: He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. Um, he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. and just, you know, he's f***ing terrible. He's just terrible. And he, just, he sees knew he
1: opportunity. And he, he oh, oh, yeah, it, yeah, but yeah, Obviously, um, you know, he's got the pass car every week
2: and he runs 10th, so um he he, you know didn't want to race us there we we had a good clean race i moved up as high as i could on the racetrack to give him all the room i could and he still can't drive
0: see everybody everybody you know it's uh when when we talk about these guys not having a personality whatever it may be there it is right there and and there's so many folks that that are you know oh no that's stupid i'm like what do you want I, i mean what are you looking for i mean this this thing sets up so nicely. I, I, I happen to love the fact. I mean, I like Chase Elliott, and I love the fact that there are people that are that are calling him, that are calling him out. I mean, it, it, it all goes back to that to that fan base where it's like, oh well, you know, we're talking about Chase mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, the thing with Bowman. I mean, Bowman Bowman admitted what he did there, but but again, that, that's the beauty of this and the beauty of the playoffs. It's like. Time to race. Time to race. Let's go. Let's go get it.
1: I mean, it's, you're down to the last one, right? Once the green flag drops, the BS stops. The bullshit stops. I mean, that's definitely going to be the case on Sunday, but uh, I I thought, see, I was at my parents' house, and they don't have the DVR to go back and rewind it back, mm-hmm. but I really thought he dropped the F-bomb. It was a subtle F-bomb in there. Like, you had to go in and kind of listen. We, we have to sometimes listen for that, because we have to keep ourselves from saying that when we're on the Saturday show.
0: Right. But, yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I, I thought I thought that's what I heard with little F bomb dropped in there, but I he won't have to go to sensitivity training like Kyle Bush.
0: Yeah, and, and and yeah, that that that's a tough one there and we, we may have that sound uh, later, but I just think it's so it, it's uh it's a tough scenario right now, but again, you, you applaud you applaud NASCAR because they let them do this. The NFL, I mean, the NFL, they would squash this thing. And I, I saw some folks talking about, well, uh, you know, Kyle Bush, don't let him race. Are you kidding me? No, don't let uh, or Denny Hamlin park him. No, I, I mean, if NASCAR did that. I mean, you want to talk about some backlash? I mean, let these guys, they're letting them have the personality. They, they are having that personality. I mean, this is the Kale Yarbrough, uh, Daryl Waltrip, uh, you know, whatever it may be, you know, Jeremy Mayfield. I mean, this is modern day stuff right now. And they're doing this and, and seriously, for crying out loud, like you talk about, if Larson doesn't win the championship, yes, part of me will think it, it's a travesty. He should be the champion, which he is the regular season champion, but I mean, you got one race. You got one race. I, I, I compared this on, on on a podcast on the on the podcast I did the other day. The year that the uh, that the Patriots were undefeated and they didn't win the Super Bowl, they got beat by a nine and seven Giants team. Nobody said, "Well, you know, the Giants, uh, forget that." The Patriots should be the Super Bowl champions. Bullshit. You win on Championship Day. I love this. I love this. I think so, but I think the problem is
1: Denny Hamlin almost got to that point where he could have been fined by NASCAR. Sure. By that the the coming in, doing the Bowman Gray style, bumping him, doing the burnout and And stuff. And why
0: are people mad? Borderline could
1: have fined him, but they didn't.
0: They could have. And why are people mad at that when we see it at the local track all the time where where guys want to fight and and people are interrupting a victory lane thing at a short track? Why is it so bad that it's happening there at, at Martinsville? When we thrive to have that every week at the short trap.
1: Well, okay, I guess because they're professionals, they're not supposed to do that.
0: Well, but I mean, maybe they they I don't, mean they don't have a personality. I mean, I though.
1: appreciated it. I was up and yelling at the TV. I was like, "Oh, here we go!" When when Bowman yeah. popped him, I was like, "Oh, he got him!" You know, because you yeah, you don't expect that out of Alex Bowman.
0: Yeah, and there's other video because if you actually go, I think I posted it somewhere, but there's other video where Hamlin's in his car when he's doing that. I mean, he's doing the double. I mean, he's dropping the double birds. I mean, really? He, oh yeah, man, Th- dude, this was uh, <laughs> this was uh, this was Hamlin ready to get out of the car and kick his ass, and I'm surprised he didn't. But you had the guy in his ear telling him, "Crew chief hey, big, was like, big, calm big down,' big the big
1: picture." picture big. But I think it's Denny Hamlin beating himself because he's getting all worked up and has all this uh, all this uh, attention and attraction and all that. It's going to get inside his head, and he's not going to be able to win a championship next
0: week. This is where Denny Hamlin has made mistakes in the past. And I think that that this will be a, a real test to see if he can get past this, put the emotions aside. He still has the other distractions with Miss Fish, uh, I guess. I mean, I don't know what happened with that. But th- there's a lot that's happening here. And like you were saying, I really do think that with all four of these guys, I think that our man Truex is kind of the guy that's sitting there and, and Blake's going to get that car. Uh, uh, Car Chief Blake is going to get that car running. Uh, Truex might sneak up and and just snatch this thing away. And that's really going to be when the shit hits a fan because so many people, uh, you know, Truex has been so far off the mark. For him to go Mm -hmm. steal this championship, it'll be Jimmy Johnson in 2016.
1: Well, I think part of it, too, is I bet they put the tires on the right side this time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, good point.
1: Because if they didn't do that, he'd be a two-time champion going for number three.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's a great point So we're getting ready We're going to go over to the hotline Because uh, it's a big night right here we, We've got lots of stuff to, uh, to cover here on the program But uh, we are super excited Hang on one second here got to do one thing There we go Going to the hotline It is one of our favorite friends I mean, he does such great work for us Here uh, with Revved Up And he's a part of Race on Texas And just uh, a, a, true, uh, a true professional Uh, racing journalist it is our man phil whipple phil how are we doing buddy
3: we are doing very very well good evening sir good evening mr chappy good to be with you guys again this evening
1: it was a lot of fun uh our conversation of the day uh uh, phil uh, i was actually uh, talking to my wife about uh, who you were talking about working on trying to get us on which we'll announce way way later but uh that was she asked me uh she asked me about about you and all your connections i said well hell he's he's from up north he knows every yankee that's up there
3: Yeah, that's, that's fairly accurate. All us Yankees, you know, what did uh, one guy that interviewed recently on a thing, one of them Yankee. oh, no, I, and the guy you talked to uh, from the one at Mobile or something, Yankee asses, when he was talking about Jason Wells. right? He yeah. said, he's one of them Yankee asses. He said something. No, you're right. We hang together, Bobby, but uh, we're pretty good folks as you've grown to find out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, r- really good people. And you, my friend, you, my friend are, uh, you know, such a, a valuable addition to us and, and for race on Texas for, for all the great work that you do. Uh, we talked about, uh, and, and I want to thank you because you were actually the one that made the connection, uh, with us with Johnny Clark. He's not able to, to be a part of us tonight, but, um, I, I mean, talk about that guy. I mean, to win seven championships, I mean, obviously you think of NASCAR cup racing, or whatever, but seven championships for him in the past tour. And, and just the span of time that he has done this. I mean, what, what, what a great resume this guy's put together. It's
3: amazing. We used to call, oh, I forgot uh, the late Stub Fadden. I think was one of them we called the Iron Man here in New England. Yeah. Johnny's becoming kind of the Iron Man, like him and Ben Rowe. They've owned that past tour boys for years and years and years. Johnny, if you've seen the photos, and I know you did, Getting a little thin on top, kinda of almost a toned home like T And got all gray in his beard a lot of gray in his beard like Pat Whipple does. Thanks Johnny's been doing that. this a long, long time. <laughs> but boy, do I have enormous respect for that man. To be doing still running as competitively it is, and to beating all these young guns and holding off all these guys like he did and win that seventh title this year and lock it up down a Seaconk a week ago Saturday, that really is a heck of an accomplishment. And the man had a pretty extensive resume anyway. Boy, everybody around here in New England was so thrilled for Johnny last year when he finally nailed down the Oxford 250. Yeah. And, of course, this year that's right back up again with hugs and handshakes for that seventh pass title. You boys know the, the pass tour, that's kind of no easy cakewalk. There's a lot of tough guns on that deal, and they run all over all kinds of bull rings around the Northeast up here. And so Johnny, to have that kind of consistency that he put together. I know Shane Tesh and all the guys uh, you know, at Port City are really ecstatic because Johnny's been one of those diehard Port City racing guys for quite a while. And so he's now carrying the colors, you know, bright colors for Port City. And and I'm happy for all those people. That really is quite an accomplishment.
0: Absolutely.
1: So, uh, Phil, I got a question for you before we get on to the business at hand here. Is the New England racing up there, that super late model, pro late model type of cars that you guys have up there, is it just now starting to get enough coverage where people are really paying attention to how damn good the racing is up there with your guys?
3: It's it's getting more and more, buddy. It's, you know, Tom Mayberry that uh, owns Oxford Plain Speedway and founded and continues to run the fast series. Founded it way back in oh one. Tom has kept kicking the ball and kept kicking the ball and working it. And, and you know, I'd like to think that that deal he had with, the good boys at speed 51 doing a lot of his shows, a lot of Oxford stuff and a lot of fast stuff has gained some notoriety for that tour. And, and yours truly, I've worked pretty hard to kind of blow the horn of past North and I'm doing it. Yeah. well. For example, tonight and with you guys in central Texas, I just think, you know, they, they have all these guys when they write press releases, they say the premier touring series of super late in the North, well, in, in the country. Well, it really kind of is one of them. You've got that Southern super series the, the legit SLMs in the Southeast, but yeah. past North is right there with it. And, and there's a, the deal that, the Arca, Arca Midwest Tour is real strong, where Majeski came out of. In the Midwest, you know, Rodney, that in that Wisconsin scene, man, they got some real good super late model racing. So it's very strong out there in the dairy state as well. But we'd like to think all these guys here in New England, they can really hold their own against about anybody in the country. So, yeah, Bobby, to answer your question, in recent years, yes, Past North has gotten a little more media attention and a little more notoriety. And now people are really realizing that uh, despite – it's kind of a 604 crate tour, but boy, it's mm-hmm. real competitive and it's a very level playing field and it's cost effective and uh, might not be a ton of guys that go to every single race, but there's other fill-ins all around. And so they never have really, you know, a, a wussy field. They always got a strong field and there's always pretty good competitors when they throw the green flag for 150 or, or more laps. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty solid tour
0: these days. It's, it's a wonderful thing. We're blessed to have it here in the Northeast yeah no doubt and isn't that the cool part phil because we've talked about this before but i mean we really see you know a lot of folks when they think of the uh, the super lates, i mean they think of the southeast and now you know with the cars tour out of north carolina they're getting away from the super I, I think that's going to actually uh, leverage the super late models to go do other stuff whether it be in the southeast or whatever but but you have the contingent from up there up north i think Folks just don't realize that that in California they, they've got some really damn good super late model drivers out there as well. I, I think that we're we're on a good path. I, I think we're on a good path with the different regions to finally come together in, in this thing. I, I don't know if it's going to be, uh, you know, the national tour that we're hoping to see, but I think that we're at a, we're at a spot where all the regions are going to have to come together because things are thinning out a little bit.
3: They are, it's, it's, I'm trying to think of the right word, segmented or something, or broken yeah. up kind of deal. Yeah. It's healthy in the regions that you're touching on. I follow exactly what you're saying, Rodney. It's healthy out west where Garrett Evans and those boys run, yeah. and it's healthy in the southeast where Bubba and those boys run, and we got a really healthy gig up here in the North Country. But at some point, we'll have to kind of resurrect what used to take place at Irwindale, right, at the Toyota Showdown back right. in the day. At some point, we're going to have to have, like, or in the Midwest, at Iowa, or one of those nice, facility richmond wherever one of those nice intermediate facilities it'd be so wonderful to bring those three or four nice regions of slms together and have a big national showdown thing that's the only thing really that's lacking on the national level for super late model racing and and it's a wonderful concept i think it's probably coming i really do because you're right stuff's kind of thinning down and weeding down in that whole world and so like every other aspect of our oval racing world those who don't work together will soon shit the bed, right?
0: Well said. Well said. <laughs> well said. Yep.
1: Well they they keep saying everybody's got to work together out of unity, but it, it there's still a little bit of that of that regional powerhouse type of thing where you know and, and, and it's and it deserves to be Everybody says that their series and their region is the best in the world because that's the series that you race in, right? right. I mean, we think but. our show is one of the best in the world, but that's because we do our show. We don't do some of these other shows. So I think that I think that sometimes you you get blinded by your own, uh, or you get you get cowered, but you get uh, what am I working for? You get your vision blurred by your own farts. Sometimes you know <laughs> you gotta. You got it. You got to see it. Th- you got to see it through the blinders, and you got to put a different set of, of glasses on to try to see it from a different perspective. And I, beer I think, goggles. <laughs> I think it's getting there because an, another damn good hotbed of super late model racing is in California. That SRL tour. Now, granted, Derek Thorne has made it look easy yeah, the last couple Jeremy of seasons. Doss, I mean, all these, but guys, there's some they, damn good racers yeah, out there in California. Really good.
0: Really good.
3: Yes, there really is. That is a very very strong segment out there, and so, but I don't know if they get. They probably get more notoriety and more exposure than we do here up in, in the woods of northern New England. Just because of like where they're at. It, you know, yeah. 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 Because of where they're at. So if they're closer to mainstream media, they get a little bit more overall national short track media coverage probably than we do. But we still, we still kicking the ball up here, boss. We still, uh, we're a little cold. We're getting cold now later this week. We're all going to be, even down to the coast, we're going to be in the 20s and shit. The growing nice. season is up here, boys. We are, uh, we're we're just around the corner from old man Witter and Soap. Obviously, our season is toast, and we're beginning to get preparations for the white stuff here now. But that lucky <laughs> bastards in the south is still racing. I can't even believe I get to cover shit on live stream right through the Jerry Whitaker Memorial on the first of December. I'll be shoveling, and then and then the next night I'll be kicking in the recliner watching the Whitaker Memorial. I'll yeah. be grinning like a shit salesman with a mouth full of samples. That
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that man. That's
3: a, that's a soundbite right there.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that, that be but we have some pretty big news here, which should probably address here in the near future yep yep we'll do that but phil right before that give me your synopsis yep. you you've covered so much down here from afar uh give me your assessment on on this 2021 i mean we, we got to have people back out of the racetrack and and just uh everything that you have that that you've watched because it'll lead right into the big announcement of 2021 you know texas short track Prom- promoter of the year Oh,
3: man, you, uh, you're going to get me almost as ex- excited, Rodney, and I'll try to contain myself as I was back in Oxford 250 times. But you want to know my take on the 2021 short track season in the state of Texas, guys? Yes, sir. Good Lord, two, word, two words, good Lord. I, uh, yeah, I'm pushing 55 shows or something now. I've stared at every minute, every lap, and taken notes and soaked up a lot of shit. I'm a sponge in this sport. I'm soaked up a lot of stuff. <laughs> what? Last year, last fall, I think almost a year ago, you guys asked me about, a similar question. Where are we at in this resurgence thing and stuff, Bill? Well, I'm glad you asked again right now, because what I've witnessed and covered this year is a lot of really healthy racing wall-to-wall. Storylines everywhere, from Jet Hefty and the Tuners up through the newcomers and factory stock and old Howard Willis still being fast with he is and stuff. There was just storylines everywhere, and everybody was healthy and going on. The only guy, I think, that kind of took it in his shorts a little bit, and I think he got rained out and had some other issues was our last year's promoter of the year is Owen. I don't think yeah. Owen quite had the magnificent 2021 that he did in 2020. But, yeah. boy, a lot of – and he'll tell you, too, because he knows these other people. A lot of other tracks around the state, <clears throat> excuse me, they kind of made up for it because a lot of other guys had very strong years. Selby Holder had a fabulous year at Hot. The, boy, the two Kevins had a wicked year at RPM. I studied North Texas kind of closely this year, more than I did Central and South Texas probably because I wanted to learn it and Boyd and Tennendale and on and on. All of North Texas, I think, had a fabulous year. And so, and Abilene and all kinds of them. But West Texas, I could go on and on. I think overall that state is in a very, very good way right now with the dirt track program. And and I know Gina has made great gains in her asphalt world as well, in in Houston, as well as over in Mobile. But, man, my take on the dirt deal now, they're going great guns. It just found like a fifth or sixth gear. And I think they're trying to find a seventh or eighth year in the transmissions next year because I expect this momentum to continue. It's a it's a nice time to be involved in dirt racing down there. I, I'm excited about it. it. This year was really strong in a lot of aspects. I think, guys. Mm-hmm.
1: So it sounds like the the will of the the will and the review of the promoter of the year, the Texas Short Track Promoter of the Year, may have been slightly more challenging than it was last year. Uh, we don't know the overall votes, uh, votes and, and the way all we know was the end result last year, which in which now. We don't even know who's going to win this year. Uh, but I imagine with everybody amped up a little bit more and getting more races in, it had to make this a challenging, another challenging decision to determine the, the promoter of the year.
3: It was, Bobby. It really was because you had a lot of them stepping up. And there were lively discussions, although I'll say right away. They were all very, very civil and good. The boys kicked it into high gear for... <laughs> a couple of weeks straight here not long ago and and they hashed out a lot of names and talked about a lot of stuff and they considered a lot of them and uh and and i sat back and did the moderator and i asked a few questions and i said well what do you mean how come this guy and how about that guy they had a lot of lengthy civil discussions but yet in the end i said you know it's coming up time let's let's do this boys i promise we're going to announce this number let's get around and they all just in a great civil professional manner came together and said you know it's these guys is we, we got to do this in one, two, three, four, boom, unanimous vote. And so I'm just so fortunate that a couple of years ago now, you Rodney and Chris selected the four individuals who remain anonymous. Those four individuals once again, this year put their heads together and, yeah. and dug in and on a volunteer basis at their own convenience and did this. And again, I was just the overseer and the moderator and hashed out another wonderful recipient. And so, yeah, it was a tough challenge, Bobby, to answer your question. It sure was, but in the end, they picked the right people here. They definitely picked the right people. I'm thrilled with their recipients, and uh, I'll thank you guys. I'll go ahead with my prepared text, because I think it's time, guys. I'll Thank you, Rodney and Bobby, for the opportunity to showcase an outstanding short-track promotional effort again in 2021. This year, we recognize a deserving Hey, there it is. That's what I had to wait for. <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Saying, no, no, I was trying to figure out, I was going to
0: text you and say, man, I got to do that sounder.
3: <laughs> no, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. It, we're going to recognize a deserving promotional team this year. As I say, my committee, selection committee members nailed it. It is a great honor for me to announce this year's co-recipients of the Texas Short Track Promoter of the Year Award, presented by Race on Texas and the reverend Up Sports Show, are the dynamic husband-wife team of Rob and Libby Poor promoters at the popular Abilene Speedway. Rob and Libby kicked off their 2021 season with the Icebreaker back in February. They started their regular points race season in late March and recently finished off with another strong Southern Challenge in mid-October. Now, all year long, Rob and Libby and their staff worked tirelessly to continue a tradition of serving racers and fans in the greater Abilene area with excellence and passion. They did so in fine fashion. On behalf of the selection committee members and all of us at Race on Texas, Chris David's Smiley Company, and of course from all of us here at Russ, I say congratulations this evening to two hardworking folks who do an excellent job at keeping short track racing alive and well in the greater Abilene, Texas area. Your winners, once again, Texas Short Track Promoters of the Year, represented by Race on Texas and Revdub Sports, Rob and Libby Poore of Abilene Speedway. I had a chance to speak with. Rob today, just a super wonderful fella, and uh, was really humbled. He almost dropped the phone, I think, and oh. was really humbled. And I told him the plaque is coming and stuff, and all I asked was him and Libby do a little quick video and hold the plaque up and speak. And he said, man, are we going to do, ever do that? I, I know he was shocked and humbled. And that's kind of, to be honest, the very finest moments of all these kind of programs, whether it's Driver of the Year or it's this stuff, the great, and when I was involved with the selection committee on the near New England Auto Racer Hall of Fame, there's no better moment. To call someone and give them that kind of news because it shows those in the industry have recognized your efforts and so you get a little blank space for a minute sometimes you say can i get can i hear you say that one more time you know they say can you tell me that again and and you repeat it very politely and you congratulate them and then they kind of catch their breath and uh it goes on but it's neat it's neat to tell people that and it's neat that my four guys who are experts in that industry down there in Mm -hmm. texas Mm-hmm. You unanimously selected Robin Libby, and I'm very happy for them, and it's nice to recognize their efforts.
0: Yeah, and and Phil, doesn't that really come down to? I mean, one of the things we always try to hammer home on the show here is it's you know promoters, people want to complain about them when when things go wrong, but every now and then, just a, a subtle thank you, just a you know great job, you know, thank you for the effort. I mean, that that goes a long way right there, and that really seems to be lo- what you're talking right there w- with Rob and, and, and Libby that they were – I mean, it, it's not – I mean, they're not getting $10,000 for this. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're just getting recognized, and I think that's one thing that we all need to understand about a race promoter, just recognize the fact that they are trying to keep this thing going.
3: Yes, that's what this my concept was from the get-go when I pitched this thing was to you, and I, I know – for the last, oh, hell, up here, decade, anyway. The profitability, the profit margin about gone in this business. Yeah. You, talk to you, yeah. you talk one-on-one, you know, with these guys. You talk not, and, and there's just no real money to be made here. It's a struggle to get big money out of sponsorships. You've got... Businesses involved in sponsorships at the short track level who are just trying to come out or still trying to endure in a pretty two-year pandemic and get, keep their bottom line alive now they don't have big checks the right to friggin race tracks and stuff it's it's been a struggle for, even before that it's been a struggle to take in much money yep. the, the front gate is the front gate is struggling they're all focusing you notice guys now and I'll get your take on this after this topic they're kind of focusing on the back gate quite yep. a lot now because that's kind of where the cash cow is these these big money factory stock and, and, and open and limited modified events. That translates to a cash cow at the back gate, especially for example, last weekend the big show I covered down there at a one hundred five in Cleveland had a, what one hundred and ninety something entries or something both nights, and so times four or five fellas of pit passes and stuff. That takes two or three wheelbarrows to take the money to the wheel to the bank on Monday morning, and and that kind of can offset your, your lack of. Uh, and actually, Saturday night, they had a big crowd, so the front gate revenue was pretty strong, too. But that kind of mm-hmm. thing the, offsets the poor front gate revenue sometimes, especially if the weather's iffy. And so I think they're focusing on back gate a lot now. But overall, man, this, the sport is strong. We're just blessed, guys, really. Yeah.
1: So, Phil, what were some of the underlying characteristics that had Robin Libby take the lead over some of the other uh, promoters that were in consideration this year?
3: They have a, a philosophy. This is the way they treat their races. Some of the... The things they did at the local community level, too, uh, Bobby, they sort of rose above at getting their, the sponsors they have in the local level involved and giving them a good bang for their buck. That's called good promotional skills. Yep. And to retain, retain the customer base that they had had, you know, just like a lot of other tracks down there, they kind of felt they endured a little boost up last year because there was no all when the pandemic shut down rodeos and all the other kind of shit, you had a guy telling you what Whitaker I think was telling you recently, Hey, there was nothing else to do. So a lot of us and, and Pittman said it last year, we picked up last year because there weren't other entertainment alternatives. So our grandstands kind of boosted yeah. up. So it, this year they had to retain that customer base. All of a sudden there was a few more things to do. And the pandemic kind of eased a little and you could have lost those all. So today, this year, I think they had to focus on keeping that customer base, keeping those guys coming back. And the poor's did it very well. They, they put on a good show. They, they, they keep you coming back. They don't charge too much. They keep you coming back. And so if you have a lot of happy customers and you're interacting well with your local sponsors and giving them good bang for their buck and, and growing that fan base and, and getting good steady car counts, to me, that's a pretty good indication of darn good promotional skills. And, oh, by the way, I, I think they're on the longest run around the state for a long while. You know, a lot of these other tracks are on a three-year deal that have a temporary track operator and it runs it for three, four years, and then they move on and there's somebody else running it well. Rob and have been at this quite a while in Abilene, a yeah. steady, steady consistency thing. It's not as, uh, oh, a good friend of mine uh, that you happen to know, too, uh, Mr. Spillman says, you know, boy, they ain't flashy, but they're steady and they're consistent, and they do what they say they're going to do, and that's worth its weight in gold. Would you agree, Rod?
0: That is what it's all about. And, and and the thing is, Phil, what they do, I mean, something that you were talking about right there, they, they present a very you know, compact show that, People go to the racetrack. They have their diehard people that go there. Those people tell two or three people, those people come out, they bring, you know, four or five people with them. And that's really what has to happen. And I think that they, the, the pores have done such a great job of, um, that they have promoted this thing in a very old school way to where it's, uh, I mean, it's another word I like, it's refreshing to, to see that they're using the old school stuff to, to, to do really, really good things.
3: They are, buddy. It's, it's yeah, revert back to the basics is kind of what yep. they do. there. They do what's, what, what works in their market area, and hats off to them for doing that. They they know what's effective and what works in that market area, and they continue to do so year after year. And this year, my boys thought it was time to recognize their efforts, and uh, I, I agree 100%. Uh, and, and there were several others that got considered, too. You know, there's no second and third place award in this deal. There's That's one right. plaque and there's one winner, but, but we also considered... And I want to mention, it would be remiss if I didn't, the outstanding efforts this year that took place in Crandall. Once again, mm-hmm. the two Kevins did a fantastic job yep. there. They did. They really did. And really so behold, the boys at hot. You, guys, you, I think, Rodney, maybe had, especially in the first half of the summer, open your eyes a little bit about what goes on there in El Mott. They really, on every Friday night, boomity, boomity, boom, they pump out quite a show there. So yeah. I can anticipate in the next two or three, maybe less years, so beholder's gonna have a black on the wall for one of the year, just like the KRs and stuff. It's just, and Marianne's name was bantered about. She's made good, solid efforts at Cotton Bowl yet again. And so it's just, we said this last year, and I'll say it again this year. Everybody's kind of stepping up and stuff, especially this year, guys. Look at all these wonderful fall shows. I think there's more fall classic kind of things ever going on now, and they're all coming off pretty big. They're all drawing pretty cars. It was a pretty good cars. It was a little weird that the fall classic got hot. And that Cowboy Up Classic at RPM were head to head. That yeah. that one was a little odd. That one that there mileage wise, that, that might have been a little too close for two major events. And I think it hurt KIS car on a little bit, but they just maybe couldn't avoid the conflicting on those dates. But overall, the the fall scene has been rich and strong. And I think you've got um we were gonna have the USRA Southern Nationals at Big O this weekend. I believe they've moved those down to Boot Hill. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be down to Boot Hill, but you've got Tons of big shit going on this fall. Still, there's a lot to be excited about between now and the Whitaker, Jerry Whitaker Memorial, first weekend of December. So it continues to rock and roll almost at will throttle. it. It's pretty nice to be involved with. I, I consider, consider, continue to say how blessed I am to be involved yeah, with
0: it. Yeah. You are the man, Phil. Th- thank you so much for, for all the work that you do coordinating all this. I mean, Bobby and I could never pull this off, <laughs> but uh, yeah. uh, on behalf of Chris, David and everybody at race on and, and, and we here at Russ, I mean, thank you. Thank you for doing this again and, and again, Rob and and, and Libby poor, congratulations, much deserved 2021 Texas short track promoters of the year.
3: You are very, very welcome, Rodney. And uh, thank you too, Bobby. Thank you both for your time again and for the opportunity to do this and for the opportunity of the show tonight. I know you guys will have the wonderful rest of the show. I'll kick back, grab a sweet tea, listen to the balance of your program. And again, thanks ever so much for the opportunity.
0: You are the man anytime, buddy. Uh, let's, uh, We'll talk soon man. Uh, keep keep it on buddy. Proud of you. All right, thanks so much Rodney. Have a good evening, John. You got it man. Take care. All right. You bet. There he is, Phil Whipple.
1: The one and only uh, Phil Whipple. And, and, and I
0: think the thing was because like when he was talking to me about uh, about this, he's like it, it's I think it's going to be unanimous. And 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 like we were talking about right there with with the poor. I'm like um so, I'm thinking, I'm like, who's it going to be? And he, he's not telling me, you know, he, he's not giving me, okay, so and so is saying this person, so and so. I mean, he is so good at what he does. And I can tell you, because I do know the four. And for him to be able to coordinate all those people to, to, mm-hmm. to, I mean, I, I know last year there was some animated stuff as it was, but, but last year was a whole different thing. I mean, there were so many different things that, uh, that went into that, but uh, just to uh, to be unanimous like that, I-, I think that's very impressive. With everything that's gone on at Abilene,
1: I think it has been. I mean, Abilene's been a staple, while not as long and as successful as Heart of Texas. The Abilene that, that old that uh, Icebreaker for years yeah. was yeah. has been going on for years and is one of the marquee events that a lot of people like to win. You know, there for a while it was the first big show, and it's still up there as as far as you know, first of the year kickoff shows. There's been some that's been a little come in a little bit sooner, but that icebreaker stood out alone for years or everybody went to Abilene, and that was the race that you right. wanted to win
0: right yeah uh I do see some great uh, conversation going on there about uh you know with the tire thing and everything coming up with snowball, and I haven't seen any schedule alterations um you know, as to what's going to happen there. I mean, I, I see some, some chatter there about what they're doing with tires, but that, that's going to factor in. And I think I, I am hoping that maybe with, with all of this going on, that maybe this is where we get that back in line. I mean, I, I love it, it. It's a great event. I mean, it's a great event. But maybe maybe this will be the thing that will pull that back in line and, and maybe make this, you know, maybe a little more affordable, I, I guess. I mean, I, I don't think that we need to be there four days on track i mean if you want to go there for vacation whatever but it um that's a lot i mean because the way these teams get out on the track and drive uh, i mean that, that that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of cost and maybe maybe this helps rein that in i don't know
1: well maybe it may take away one set of practice maybe Uh i think yeah. it really just depends yeah. on how many sets of tires that the Hoosiers able to make uh that you know we saw it be a problem there at that last uh um Blizzard series race there with the blistering and all of that that just mm-hmm. wasn't working. So I don't know. uh I would be I would be very apprehensive. There are drivers that we know that are considering not running the Derby because of the fact they don't want to tear up their cars by blowing out tires and yeah. totaling out cars going as fast as you are going down there in turns one and turn three.
0: Yeah, when, when you're pulling when you're pulling tires right out of the oven and putting them on there, and th- these guys are getting out there. I, I know that that we saw some of the repaving going on right there, but. I don't know. I I mean, you hate to, you hate to adjust such a great event, but, but it really is. I mean, it's a lot for the biggest short track race in, I mean, the world series. I mean, I know we got the Astros playing tomorrow. The world series is going on, but when you have the world series of short track racing, I mean, it, uh, it really has taken out the, the little guy, the, the, you know, the, the not full-time thing, because so many of these, uh, you know, a certain, uh, a certain friend of the show that, that you know may have received one of those that lives near there you know tells me there's people out there practicing i mean there's people out there working tires i mean there's people out there doing stuff we need to we need to reel that in and and i don't know i would hate for the for the snowball to diminish itself because people can't spend a lot of money going out there getting tires and they don't want to race because of that
1: well i I mean I think that you you don't want it's it's a marquee event I mean when when the For guys sure, yeah,
0: I mean yeah, no doubt when we talk to Phil
1: about the different regions and stuff having they having to think that their their show is the best, all those guys that think they race in the best area are bringing their stuff to the Derby, yeah, I mean we see it Derek Thorne Jeremy Doss come in from California, you get uh Casey Johnson and uh Ty Majeski and some of those guys up there from the Midwest and up way up there. We've seen Roe and some of those guys. They even have some guys from Canada come buzzing down here. So it's it's a major event. It still is a major event. Let's just hope that the tires don't become the story. That make it seem that take away the prestige and becomes a be, hopefully the tires become a non factor uh, in the race. But I think between the repave and the tire issues and stuff like that, it could definitely make for a very very uh, interesting 20, uh, 54th annual Snowball Derby.
0: Well, I and I've talked to a lot of people that that have asked. I mean, how about the American Racer? You know, whatever. I mean, there's contracts in place. I mean, I mean that's where this race is so I mean tight knit. Now you got Hoosier or Hoosier Hooters back in as the title sponsor the presenting sponsor, I mean, all that. The, the, this really is, I mean, we just had the All-American 400 yesterday. And, uh, I mean, this is one of those marquee races where there's a lot of money involved in this, and you just can't say, okay, run the American Racers, because there's stuff in place with Hoosier. And and I think that that's where it's, uh, where it's so tough.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's why it's really tough in terms of trying to get any kind of stuff moving. The the American Racers have proved to be a very good and useful tire that a lot of people have really enjoyed. Everybody we talked to that that was worried about a Hoosier tire or, or a change from the Hoosier tire to the uh American Racers ended up having their their dreams met. They say the tires are great, they perform well under under race conditions and everything else. So that has become a non-issue. Now, we did see some of the, the Hoosier issues, as we just talked about, come into effect at one of the, the Blizzard double setter for right. sure uh, yeah. because they definitely had some issues with the tires
0: there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll see that that's to be determined, but, uh, the guy on the hotline right now may be able to tell us about what's going on with all with, with tires and so forth. I mean, because that really is going to be the underlying story of the snowball derby coming up, but, uh, we'll, we'll get to that, but, uh, welcoming in, uh, another one of our great friends right here. Uh, and, and what a great young talent as we hit the hotline. It is Hunter Johnson, driver of the Kurt Britt Motorsports truck. Uh, Hunter, how we doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Doing well, sir, doing well. How, how exciting was it for you another weekend over at Mobile? Another big win. Uh, got got to be good for you. What a great season.
2: Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, glad we had as good of a year as we've had, you know, in Mobile. Uh, would sweep in 4 out of the 5 myself, uh, nice. I believe my teammate getting the other one. Uh, we going to Pensacola winning the season opener and having a consistent year and having to come down to a final race between me and my teammate, and was luckily able to pull the win there and got the championship down there. So pretty pretty stoked year for me so far. No doubt. So how challenging is that
1: to come through and, and just stay focused on that? I mean, we saw yesterday from the cup race at Martinsville that teammates can be both a hindrance and a good thing. Uh, <laughs> talk about the balance between racing your teammate and, and racing your own race for your own titles and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, me. Uh, it, 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 my teammates, we like to give each other a hard time off the track and on the track. We know we can go a little bit harder with each other. We you know those limits, so we can really fight each other a lot harder. Like yeah. me and uh, Gavin Graham at
0: Pensacola. Oh. May have lost him there for a second, so we'll see. Uh-oh. There there he is. Right, we got you, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> we got you, Hunter. That's not good. There we go. <laughs> we, we got you. We got you. But, yeah, it's pretty
2: pretty fun fighting teammates, uh, especially when you can push each other to the limits and keep it clean throughout the whole race. I mean, me and Gavin Graham had a really good season together. I mean, going head-to-head every week, basically, and me and Cat both
0: gave it our hardest. And
2: try to see who can make more.
0: Yeah, yeah. So let let let's talk about you. Uh, I mean, so many young great talents that that Kurt Britt brings into the fold right here. Uh, give us a whole uh, your career uh, up until now. How, how did it start? How'd you get where you're at right now?
2: Uh, I started out. With my uh, dad, and he back in his day, he uh, he ran dirt cars. So once I got age about two thousand and eight ish, somewhere around there, uh, I. Dirt chassis go kart and went a couple laps around there and started a lot of it. So then we went next season, go kart, ran a full year of it, kind of just getting into it. Then the second year, we really stepped it up. I mean, a couple of uh, of the go kart guys, we went head to head, me and one guy. The whole, the only two cars, amateur racing that was there after go-karts went into the legend series for about four years won a couple uh, championships there got a couple wins there and then after four years of doing that we ended up uh, getting a pro truck ran a couple of ran the first year uh, well let's see the first half by ourselves (laughs) and we got introduced with Kurt Britt and then he started working on that truck a little bit and once then after that we got the new truck started running it some more with him and got it faster and now i'm very thankful for the opportunity of him letting me drive his truck and so far so good i'm hoping uh, we can go get a finish on a good one that's right that's right
1: so I, you can't see it or not, but we, we got the picture of you holding those great big promo checks, you know, that they like, the two-by-four-foot uh, promo checks, everybody <laughs> likes to hang in their shop, but the one thing that everybody has mentioned, because I, I didn't get, wasn't lucky enough to go to Mobile, had to go to a wedding, is that trophy with that racer holding up that title belt, that's got to be one of the more unique trophies that you've ever received in your racing <laughs> career, right, because that thing looks pretty slick in the pictures.
2: Oh, yeah, it's a fantastic look, and I love that trophy, we're going to... I don't know if we want to put it at the shop, or we're going to just hang it up somewhere in the house, and make it <laughs> so everybody that comes here sees it.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, I, I hated the myself as well. I had to miss that race. I've called I've called your wins there up until this one, but let's talk about Kurt. I mean, that's a great friend of our show, and, and I mean, he like I said, I mean, he he finds the talented young drivers. Talk about him, the impact of his race team and just everything that, that, that he does, you know, not only for you, but I mean, all your teammates.
2: He's a real great guy. Uh, ever since he took me basically under his wing, I've been working with him, me and my uh, stepbrother, we both work for Kurt. So every day, eight o'clock, eight in the morning, we go to his shop. We'll get all the trucks clean. We'll get them all raced, ready. Then he brings in some new talents, and uh, he looks towards me to go and help mentor them around the track. Like this past weekend, we had a new kid run uh, for the first time at Mobile, so I was helping him all day uh, during Friday's practice. So I gave him a lot of good pointers, try to help him get better. Uh, he's still got a lot of potential that he can show, and I'm very mm-hmm. excited to see how he does. Uh, Gavin Graham's a good teammate. He does an excellent job. He always gives uh, A for efforts uh teammates uh, uh let's see jeff he does such a great job in the truck he is in um we uh hopefully have a, a great show. Mm-hmm. so I, th-
1: I think we still got hunter hunter are you still with us I think, I think so. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so.
0: Still got him. There we go. There we yeah, go. We got him. You must be, ner- uh, you must uh, be nervous. You must be nervous. You must
1: be walking around something at the shop tonight.
0: I <laughs> oh,
2: Did I go again?
0: Yep. Got you in parts and pieces right there. Just a little bit. Yeah. Let's see. There you go. Right there I'm not even moving, this
2: is confusing
0: yeah that's crazy, yeah that's we crazy. figured you were
1: nervous <laughs> and walking around the shop you know after winning all those big yeah. races, you know having to follow having to follow all your your car, your truck owner and your teammates and stuff on the show, figured you might be a little nervous, but so speaking of nerves, talk about when you talk about seeing all the resources that 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 uh Kurt has over there. And you see some of the different machines. Any extra aspirations about maybe running the pro late model again, or running it at all? What's 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 the future hold for you coming up next year?
2: Um, I'm not sure. I uh, haven't really put too much to hate about it, but uh, hopefully, I can run his pro late model maybe some next year, or uh, maybe the outlaw late model. Uh, just still trying to still trying to figure everything out. I would really love to it will be a great opportunity to really see what
0: to do and something a little bit bigger. Yeah, yeah. So your thoughts? I mean, we're, we're going to snowball, and now I mean the trucks are so strong, uh, you know, at five flags and 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 good stuff. That, you know, they're at mobile. Your thoughts on that race? That that's going to be fun because you're going to have a lot of guys that are coming in, and I I think hell, that might be the best race of the week of the whole damn weekend. Oh yeah, it's, it's we're going to have a probably a huge truck count maybe i'm mm-hmm. looking
2: i'm thinking maybe about 20 plus or so so it'll be a very big truck field uh i know everybody's going to give it 110 percent for 50 laps uh hopefully we can put a on green flight run yep it's, it's it's gonna be pretty exciting i'm i'm really looking forward to it yeah all right so hunter one last
1: question before we turn you loose we were talking about tires so a couple of things being that you you're in in the area down there one have you heard any update on the Hoosier tires for the Derby? And then, two, uh, talk about the American Racers. Uh, you know, you're preparing to help prepare the other trucks. I mean, how how well have those American Racers been for your program?
2: Uh, I don't really get that much of the details from um, any, anyone. But uh, the American Racers, they're pretty uh-oh. And the difference between the Hoosiers and American Pacers, I personally don't. I don't think so. I feel like they're very equal. Um, like Hoosier, uh, maybe within I don't know half a chance or so,
0: and not huge mm-hmm. difference.
2: But a lot of time, so if I got to run on one of, one or the other, I'm down to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt, because you you have been good on both, been good on both. So good stuff right there. Hunter, congratulations on another big win at Mobile, and uh, look forward to seeing you here in just a few weeks over at uh, at Pensacola, my friend. Sweet. Thank you all. Have fun. Absolutely. Take care, buddy. We'll talk soon. To you bet. There he is, Hunter Johnson. And he's jumped in that. I mean, Kurt's trucks are so good. All, I mean, all of them. are so good. All, every one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And uh I, I will say I think that that uh that truck race at 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 Snowball it's going to be that could be kind of one of those classic truck races that we used to have out there. I mean, remember when when they would bring a bunch of trucks out? I think that um I think it's going to be <laughs> I think it's going to be a good one, man.
1: There's only one drawback to the truck race. Uh ah. it's on Thursday night.
0: Yeah, that's a shitty part.
1: That's a drawback. I think you lose a couple extra racers that can't take <laughs> off that work, but you know, I mean, you can't blame Tim. I mean, from a promoter's perspective, it's really smart to bring in, you know, you're going to have an extra 20 or 30 trucks pull up on a Thursday night because the truck show is part of the Derby. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it where the trucks are running at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning down there at the Derby after the snowflake, and that's not a lot of fun either. But uh, I guess it's the lesser retrievals. But I think they've kind of found their home there on Thursday night as as probably the main event there. No disrespect to the sportsmen and the pure stock drivers sure, over sure. there. but. But really, the truck race is that main event for Thursday night. Friday night's qualifying and and uh, the modified race, and you got Saturday's obviously the main event's the Snowflake and uh, the Alan Turner Hyundai Snowflake One Hundred. Got to make sure we get the right plugs in right. over there. Get that right. And then of course the fifty fourth annual Snowball Derby presented by Hooters. Yes, got that one in there too. So Hooters. Did you hey did you speaking of Hooters? Did you see the deal the uproar about their new uniforms?
0: Oh, God, no. what I miss?
1: Apparently, the, the new uniforms, the shorts are shorter. Well, good. They need to take the pantyhose off. Yeah, the shorts uh, in, in are my shorter, opinion. and apparently some of the workers had complained about Are they still about, wearing the pantyhose? I don't know. I just uh. saw that they were complaining about the shorts. Uh, I, when you see them side by side, they don't look all that different. But apparently when the uh, particular... Uh, pieces of clothing are on they do appear completely different uh, to the naked eye
0: well the, those have always been short shorter uh, i think but i mean i mean to me the the problem uh, not a problem but uh, the one thing that i go back to all the time it's like i mean let, let them not wear the pantyhose i, I mean to me that's that's kind of you know old school you know 1970s you, you know when, when you're doing that i mean let let them, you know, do like, you know, Twin Peaks and I'm all saying, I didn't
1: get to Trigger Treat at Twin Peaks, but I can only imagine what the costumes are like at Twin Peaks last night.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean, it, it's I, I'm surprised. I am seriously surprised that those places are still able to do business. With, with everything going on, you know, right now, I, I'm really surprised. Really surprised.
1: Guess we need to take advantage of that while they're still open and go to our local Twin Peaks and support those that support... Um, themselves uh, the 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 hard way right
0: and we go to the damn Hooters at uh, at uh, at Five Flags or at Pensacola.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what we'll do.
0: So our man, um, before we get out of here, I want uh, <laughs> our man Austin Wayne Self got in a little bit of a twist right there uh, with the old truck race there. As he uh, he had that 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 Texas mentality where somebody was kind of using him up uh, on the backside. You know, maybe he wasn't on the he was about to lose a lap, whatever was going on right there. John Hunter Numacek luckily able to get into the playoffs, but oh uh, old, old AWS did the did the hook. Supposedly. Supposedly. I, I don't know if he did it or not, but, uh, the well, video, video looks like he did it. <laughs> it looked just like you couldn't, 1986. You could see the hands, but it looked l- l- a little. Looked just like Earnhardt with Waltrip at Richmond. It looked like a very similar incident, but, uh, uh, your thoughts on that. I mean, they were, I could tell, I could tell the announcers were all pissed off at, at Austin Wayne and it's, um, uh, um, <laughs> that's how they race nowadays.
1: It's all. You have to be aggressive everywhere, every track. I mean, I I think had it not been a playoff contender, that's been the yeah, biggest. That's, that's, that's been the, the biggest, biggest point thing. of of the whole thing. Point of contention for everybody, every series, trucks, uh, Xfinity, and the Cup Series is how you race the the playoff contenders. And and I think had it not been a playoff contender, nobody would have batted an eye. They said, "Oh hell, that's just Martinsville right there." It's
0: good racing. Yeah, exactly. Good racing. Uh, yeah, but, uh, so, so luckily that is a good thing. I, I'm glad that, 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 Nemechek got in because that, that could have been bad for one of our locals. I mean, I know folks don't want to claim Austin, but I'm like, come on, man, he, he's done his time. He's out there racing. So, uh, all American 400, Matt Craig wins. Sucks for Donnie Wilson racing. Another battery issue right there with about 20 to go. It looked like uh, that, that was going to be a, a Chandler Smith, you, you know, parking that thing in victory lane. But Matt Craig, Jackson Boone, Derek Griffith, Carson Quapple, Willie Allen, um, oh, no, a, a crown jewel. I mean, great race. Great race.
1: I mean, it is. I mean, it's, it has been on there for a while. I mean, granted, it used to be the 400 lapper, but I like the sure. way they still have the All-American 400 weekend. Uh, I mean, 300 laps in a super late model around the NASCAR Nashville Fairgrounds is uh, is still a hell of a grueling race, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's 300 or 400 laps. So it's still a crown jewel, despite what anybody says with the reduction of laps. But yeah. uh, it's it's a ask anybody that's won it they don't give they don't give back that trophy saying oh it should have been 400 laps instead of 300. That's right. And it's
0: still a crown jewel. That's right. That's right. So right before we go, another soundbite. Kyle Busch involved in some of the stuff yesterday, and I I think we actually got the doctored one down just just in case, just in case. But uh, with all of the short track fun that we saw, here's some thoughts yesterday from Kyle Busch.
2: Well, he drills my ass coming out of four for no reason. I mean, where was he going? What was he going to do, spin me out? He was trying to do a Harvick is what he was trying to do. For what? For second place? To do what? He wasn't going to transfer through with that. Freaking retarded, man. So stupid. I I don't understand these guys. I should beat the shit out of them right now is what I should do, but that doesn't do me any good either. Why not? I mean, Kraft yesterday said that's what some of these guys need. I've already had to pay enough fines in my lifetime. I'm sure I'll get another one. Can you let me know if you're going to so I can video it, please?
0: So so why why are people like been out of shape about that? I mean, we want the emotion. We want we want because them to act, that
1: are that our word uh, is well, no, 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 no. That's, yeah, that's a little I, outside the box. I you told, can't I, use that I, word anymore. I, I
0: get that part, but it's like people people are mad at him for for having the emotion of talking about wanting to go beat the shit out of. Him. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but seriously, that's, but he all of that yesterday. I mean, there it is, right there. That's what we want.
1: But he didn't come off arrogant and cocky. I think that's the difference. A lot of times he comes off smug, arrogant, and cocky when he does interviews like that. Kind of like Denny Hamlin came off. Yeah, well. And to me, Kyle Busch wasn't his normal, normal self there, but it was a damn good interview. It makes great sound bites, and I, I just think he didn't come off near as smug as he normally does.
0: Yeah, well, His I teammate.
1: Ta- on the other hand, is going to have he's going to be booed out the building. Oh from Phoenix.
0: man, if he, if he wins that race, uh, I think that this Sunday thing is going to be a whole lot of fun. And Phoenix, Phoenix has lacked the pizzazz, you know, since they you know did the repave or, or whatever. But but I think we've we got some guys in there, and seriously, like we were talking about. I mean, Chuex, X is sitting there laughing right now. I mean, when, when we ran the sound bite cause I was pulling that off of YouTube, the soundbite, y- you know, with, with everything there with, with Denny, you know, talking about chase two is sitting there laughing mm-hmm. A- and, and Larson is as well. I mean, it's Larson's to lose and he may go out and dominate this race, but just in, in the, in the pattern that we have watched all of these championship races, since we started the playoffs, I really don't think that anybody's going to walk off. I, I think that and that's and that's going to be the, the the next thing that we're going to talk about when Larson doesn't run off and leave them all behind. It's going to be the fixes in. But I think this one here might, might might be one for the might be one for the books right here coming up on Sunday.
1: I think it's got the chance to be good. It almost reminds me of the final four, the championship four from a couple of years ago when you had Truex was dominating that race. And I guess that who won it? Who won it that year? I guess that was the year Kurt, uh, Kyle Busch won it, the yeah. second one. Yeah. And it was and it was one of those where it was true X race to lose because he was dominating. And they unfortunately put the tires on the wrong side, right, 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 and it ruined it for him. And that's when I think they had Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski in it again. Um, but it, that one was anybody's race. It was kind of like the, the the you don't have the mentality. The one that always stands out to me is the one where Joey Logano won, where it was the big three and me. Yeah, where he ended up having all that momentum. What what we've seen is that the people that come out of Martinsville, with most of the momentum, especially since they redid the schedule, have been the ones that have won the championship.
0: Yeah. And I think it was impressive that Truex got in because, he, man, he 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 looked like a pinball yesterday.
1: I mean, yeah. One portion he was. Yeah,
0: I mean, every time he turned around, I mean, he was getting stuck in the fence and, and getting hit from behind. And I mean, there were so many different things that were going to keep him from getting in. But I just think that that this thing sets up nicely, and, and and I mean, come on, let's whether you like NASCAR or not, just appreciate this thing. I mean, there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of speaking going on during the week. I mean, there's a lot of it's mainstream, and I, I think that's a thing that we need to appreciate because this helps us with local racing because people are going to latch onto this, and if this thing really uh, grabs its legs like we think it's going to. I think that this is uh, so good for everyone, because it, and it, I, I think it's cool because you have Chase, you have Larson, I mean, they're the, the big figures right now. I mean, those are the, the two, but you do have, mm-hmm. you you have the sleeping giant sitting right there, which is Truex, and uh, I, I think that, that we're in for something here that, that's really going to, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to bring people back, but... Maybe they'll catch a highlights, or you know, the people that don't watch will happen to watch, and and maybe they'll get animated at this thing. It is on network TV, so that's a plus. Yeah, for sure. And that's, I think that uh, it's going to be exciting. I'm excited for this. I think that we have a good four in there. I think it's a good four. I wish Logano could have got in because he is the one that I think that he maybe could have got in, and maybe he'd be the one. He don't give a shit. You know, he'll just go stick the bumper in somebody. But I think we got a good four.
1: I think so. I think, but have have you been surprised at the number of non-playoff drivers that are winning? Obviously, I love Larson's that. winning a lot. Sure, and Hamlin's won a couple here throughout the playoffs. But it just seems like these guys that are not in the playoffs that have come through and won a couple, of, including Bubba Wallace winning that one at Talladega. Sure,
0: that's a real win.
1: But it's um, you know, like out of the blue, Alex Bowman wins yesterday. Like who? Who was he? Wasn't on my fantasy team. He wasn't even on my radar.
0: Well, it, and I think that that's one of the things that that really. Uh, when, when folks talk about the playoffs, I I think it's so special about the way we do this because I've mentioned this, you know, in the NBA, you come down, you have two teams, it's two teams on the court baseball right now. You got the Astros, you got the Astros playing the Braves, you know, whenever we have the Super Bowl, it's going to be Dallas and whoever else from the AFC. And (laughs) right now, I mean, you have, you have eight, it was eight yesterday and now it's going to be four. Everybody else is still out there and they want to win. They want to win, uh, yeah. They're going to show the guys some respect. I mean, they're but not tidally, going to, yeah. yeah they're they're not going to get out of the damn way, but they're going to get out there. And I think that's what's so special about this whole this whole playoff thing that that makes it so cool.
1: I think that's the beauty of the sport. We're the only ones that do it that way. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, mean, I mean, I think since the playoff, I, I like the playoff format better than I did the chase format.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And it, I, I've had folks that have tweeted at me and they're like, well, you keep saying that about, you know, the NBA and all that, but those are team sports. These are team, this is a team sport as well, but that really is the nice thing about it is that, yeah, it's team, but it's, it's the drivers, but that we're not, we're not running a trophy dash on Sunday. We're, mm, we're, yeah. we ain't having four goddamn cars out on the track. We're having 40 or whatever, however many they have. Uh, I mean, I think it's going to be pretty cool. I, yeah, think, I think it's going it's, to be pretty cool. I think it's got a
1: chance to be a really good race and a really entertaining race, and that's what we want. I mean, that's what you want to see. That's what you want. That's why we watch. I mean, I think that we haven't – our buddy Adam Stern hadn't posted the the ratings there, but I have a feeling the ratings for Martinsville, I would say they, they creeped up over the course of the event as that intensity started picking up. Yeah. Uh, but the, you know, it took a while for the cup race to live up to the hype of the other two races. That finish in the truck race was insane and crazy. So, Oh, well, absolutely. The finish the, the in Xfinity, the Infinity yeah. series was crazy. I think Noah Gregson actually gained a few fans instead of losing a few fans like normally. But yeah.
0: um, and I think this is a year on Sunday where where the champion doesn't win the race because of what you be. were I where, think where so. you're where you're talking about. I mean, you have all these guys that come in and, and whether it be Bowman or or William Byron or Hell Harvick. I, I mean, somebody. I, I think that this is a year where the, the I would love to see the the championship come down to fourth or fifth place. You know, with these guys, you know. And I think it's a year. I do think that this is going to shake things up. And, of course, that's where all the naysayers are going to come back in because it's like you shouldn't be the champion and and finish fifth or whatever, but it used to be that the champion had to finish 30th and and he would win the title.
1: Uh, The week before, it was wrapped up at Rockingham with a race to go.
0: Exactly. Exactly. But, anyway, we'll we'll have more coverage of that as we get ready to crown a champion. And and what – What what a fun race. I mean, again, it came down to you had to sit there for about 475 laps, but it got good.
1: Yeah, finally got there. It took a minute to get there. I will say I love listening to the race on radio, but as I listened to it coming back from Corpus from the wedding, Mm -hmm. it was nice to watch it on TV because even listening to our buddy Dave Moody this afternoon, there was so much action going on, he couldn't figure out which action to talk to. But yesterday on the TV, they had all three windows up that had the battle for the lead. Love it. The battle for the transfer spots and the battle for the next to get in with Truex and some of the other spots he was in. You got to see all three of those at the same time. So for that race, TV won out for me. But a lot of times I can listen to it on the radio and be just fine. But I think TV did a really good job uh, covering it from the perspective of who was in, who was out. And they'll yep. probably do the same thing yep. as good next week. You're going to know if it's a big deal if Mike Tirico shows up on the pre-race.
0: <laughs> yeah. Maybe Danica will be there. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah,
1: she only does she only does fancy stuff now though. Yeah,
0: that's right, that's right. She's she's outgrown us. She's outgrown us, but she's doing good. She's doing good. Congratulations to Rob and Livy or Libby Poor as uh, from Abilene Speedway as they are 2021 Revved Up Sports Show race on Texas promoters of the year. And again, uh, like we talked about, I mean, uh, I mean, so many great ones, so many great ones. But they have. They've done it quietly, but man, what a what a following. And that's uh that's what you have to have. I mean, just keep keep bringing people back. I mean, you got you got to have the front gate and the back gate. And that's one of the things that that Phil was talking about right there. They and you know, Owen did this last year is they have had both gates. And, and that's mm-hmm. why they are so deserving and they're not doing it with a lot of pizzazz. They're just uh they're just taking care of business and and, and much deserved. And it was unanimous and that that's when it tells you how impressed that that the committee was with that,
1: yeah, I think so. The the unanimous part is great, uh, and you know, not that the committee members come through and fight a whole lot; they give their opinion, and they're they're all respected, uh, respectful of the other's opinion. But uh, I think sure. the fact that it's a universal vote, and for some a track that's not, I, it's not really mainstream. I think is it sounds negative towards Abilene oh, Speedway, I but I know, yeah. but it, but it's not. They, they 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 don't have a lot of controversy. They have a couple of big races it's and they clean. stick to the weekly I mean, it's program clean, yeah. and it's,
0: you know, in the gate, good show, out of the gate, come back, see you next week. Yeah, doing everything in a timely manner and that's that's what it's all about and happy customers. I mean, that, that's a big part of it as well. Hunter Johnson as he wins at Mobile and, and Gina, what, what a great uh, weekend for her. She had 52 cars there practicing on, on Friday. She messaged me that and, and that's, that's pretty good, you know, when, when you talk good. about a practice day, a practice day
1: for 52 cars for practice is yeah. actually really really outstanding work uh nothing but good positive things think about they have a whole offseason to work on that place
0: yeah yeah and gulf coast uh it's gonna be good it's gonna be good Just really good stuff great program glad everyone checked in and we'll do it again next monday we're back at it never know who might pop up on this show never know
1: never know and i guarantee it'll probably surprise you so stay tuned
0: yeah yeah fun stuff you guys be good this weekend. What do we have this weekend? Uh, nothing.
1: Nothing local. Just the just the cup stuff is all that's there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got football. I'll I be, do,
0: too. I got a lot of football.
1: I, I'll be traveling to watch number 16 UTSA take on uh, UTEP at the Sun Bowl in El Paso. So if I don't come back, if I don't respond to the text that I'm not at the game, you might call 911 because I might have got
0: kidnapped. I'll be watching the Dallas Cowboys win yet again on the road to the Super Bowl and Texas lose again. That's what I'll be doing. But uh, great program. Thanks to Phil Whipple. Thanks to Hunter Johnson. He's Bobby. I'm Rodney. We gone. We'll be back next Monday right here. It's Hashtag Real Race Talk from Texas.